All right, so this is the rare two podcast episodes in one week, uh, but there's some exciting stuff. And so I'll dive right in with the HTC Google deal. Uh, Google announced that they're going to, for a little over a billion dollars, uh, hire 2,000 of HTC's uh, employees or engineers, mostly, I think almost exclusively engineers, uh, who were focused on the Made by HTC program, which I guess was something that they were doing. <laughs> um, basically, it was kind of their uh, engineering arm that was manu- already involved in engineering and the production of HTC handsets for Google. And so I think what this uh, means is that we can expect moving forward even uh better pixel handsets that are even you know more integrated um with google services um i love the the squeeze functionality of the htc u11 is reportedly coming to the pixel 2 and pixel 2 xl um i think that's great um and so it'll be interesting to see what happens they also for that you know over a billion dollars are cross-licensing intellectual property and patents with uh, HTC, but it's not an exclusive. So I think we're getting into a situation, you know, Google bought Motorola mostly for their intellectual property and then sold it for peanuts to Lenovo. Um, And so I think with this deal, uh, Google's kind of going a little bit different in that they want the engineering know-how and so they're hiring those staff, um, but they're still licensing a lot of IP from HTC, um, which means that Pixel handsets are going to get even better. I think the biggest uh, loser here is those of us that like HTC branded phones. Um, you know, HTC in August uh, promised that Oreo was coming to the HTC 10, which I own, the HTC Ultra and the HTC U11. And although they all have different names, uh, those are all sort of their uh, flagships from the last two years. Um, And then they also announced, you know, kind of as a side note in this announcement, that they're still working on a next-gen flagship, um, which is great. But I think we can safely say that we're starting to see the end of HTC as a... uh, you know, named branded handset manufacturer. I think they probably have uh, some great facilities, some great uh, processes and supply chains um, for doing great things with Google. Um, the HTC U11 is, to me, the most gorgeous handset on the market, um, especially the back, what they did with the multi-layered glass. Um, it's similar to what, you know, uh, Huawei did with the Honor 8, Um, but you compare something like the HTC U11 to the iPhone 8 and just look at the backs. Uh, you know, the HTC U11 has this, you know, gorgeous multi-layered glass, um, colored back. Uh, the camera is, you know, symmetrically centered. There's only a very slight lip. Uh, you know, all of the microphones and flash are kind of, um, you know, beautifully integrated. Um, and you look at something like the iPhone where it looks like they just, you know, tacked on this camera module on the side, vertically mounted it. Um, 
and looks disgusting. I mean, the eight, the iPhone eight, in any color other than black, the back looks disgusting. Um, I mean, it's still a great phone. Uh, it's going to sell like hotcakes, but it's gross. I mean, you know, somebody that you know loved like the iPhone four, um, and you know that was a gorgeous handset. They would recoil at the what the iPhone eight looks like now. Um, and so it's sad, you know, on that fact. And then HTC also has, you know, like a very, um, streamlined UI and scan for Android. Like it's not like, you know, Samsung. It's kind of cartoonish in places. It's very, I mean, it's definitely not stock Android, um, as far as like the home screen is concerned, but it's very clean. Um, and then they also have amazing cameras. Uh, they've really nailed uh, the hardware-software um, combination for Android handsets. Like, my HTC 10 was the first phone with a uh, optically stabilized front camera. And it also has optically stabilized rear camera. Um, something that we still don't see on pretty much any handsets. Um, you know... Not even the $1,000 Samsung and Apple handsets this year. Um, so if you're a huge fan of HTC as a company and kind of an underdog, probably nearing the end of the line for them. Uh, you know, I see them getting the Oreo updates out the door for the existing handsets. Um, and then, you know, launching this flagship and maybe doing two rounds of upgrades, maybe. Um but I think they're probably getting out of the handset manufacturing business. Either they're going to sell it or they will um, simply be a manufacturer of Google de devices. Um, you know, if Google doesn't want to get its hands dirty with actually owning that process. Um, but anyway, if you've got a Pixel, or if you're a huge Pixel fan, uh, good news Maybe we'll get rid of those massive chins and bezels. And I mean, the Pixel's also up there on the list of handsets that's not pretty. Um, but anyway, moving on, but staying in Android land, Project Fi, which is awesome. Um, if you don't know about Project Fi, it is this Google um, mobile situation. Um, I hate to say mobile carrier because they're not just a carrier. Uh, they work with three different carriers, T-Mobile, Sprint, and U.S. Cellular. Um, and so you kind of have, like, the lower two on the, you know, big four uh, nationwide carriers, and then U.S. Cellular, which is a pretty big uh, regional carrier in a lot of places. And what they did was they designed... Uh, you know, SIM and software and, uh, you know, relationships with these three carriers and that um, when you're using a Project Fi phone, uh, your phone can automatically switch between whichever one has the strongest, fastest, most reliable connection. Um, so, you know, if you're in a big city, T-Mobile uh, is, you know, probably going to be where it's at. Sprint maybe in some larger cities, especially if you're, you know, out in Kansas, where they roam, uh, you know, where their headquarters is, maybe 
you know, they've got the fastest connection. If you're maybe in, you know, a state that doesn't have big four carriers, but has us cellular, you've got great service with them and it's all seamless to you. You'll never know your phone will just say project Fi is the network. And you know, you can just roam around the country with really good service, especially better service than you would get from just T-Mobile or just Sprint or just us cellular. Um, and you get to take advantage of the fastest, strongest connection wherever you are. Um, the biggest problem that Project Fi had was that uh, after they stopped selling Nexus devices, so last year, uh, they just had Pixel devices. And the problem with Pixel devices, as I've mentioned, is they're expensive. They look to, at least the XL is going to be getting even more expensive this year, which I'm not thrilled about, but we can blame the Note 8 and the iPhone 10 for that. Um, so they needed something in the mid-range, at least, if not mid to lower range. And what they did was they partnered with Motorola. And so Motorola has uh, a new uh, X phone coming out. And the Motorola X is uh, was a really popular phone. I owned the first Gen 1 um, it really kind of brought Motorola back into the public consciousness as a um, handset manufacturer after kind of their original droid line. Um, and so they're going to have their own Android 1 version of the X4. And Android 1 is this program that was started about two and a half, three years ago that aimed to bring handsets with near stock Android to market, especially in developing countries. And so there were a lot of Android handsets um, that were at a low price, but were really shoddily made. They, you know, never got software or security updates. And so Google came up with this program that basically said to the manufacturers, like, if you handle designing and engineering the handset and you know, securing the drivers. Um, we will handle the software updates and the security patches. And it's this great plan um, that I wish more manufacturers took advantage of. But now it's coming to the U.S. It had been in a bunch of, you know, developing countries, and now it's coming here. Uh, so there'll be two versions of the X4, the unlocked Project 5 version, and then the unlocked... Motorola version. Um, my hope is that eventually Google will just sell the Android one as an unlocked phone. Right now you can only get it through Project Fi. You could buy it through Project Fi, Fi and then cancel and keep the handset, but that's kind of complicated. Um, it'd be great for them to just sell it outright, but we should see, I'm hoping that we'll now see like the Xiaomi A1, which is this, um, iPhone 7 Plus looking Android phone uh, that should come in at like $250. Um, it's this amazingly inexpensive and yet well-engineered, well-specced phone um, that would be great to have here. So that would be cool. Um, but anyway, Project Fi, if you know anybody that uses uh, very little data um, but still wants slash needs a smartphone... It's a great program. People like my mother that use hardly any cell data because they browse on their phone at work or at home mostly. 
Um, maybe you only use, you know, cell data for, you know, GPS navigation and occasionally, you know, looking at Facebook or their email while they're at the doctor's office. Like, you know, somebody that hardly ever is on their phone, they're also great because they offer $20 plan that's texting and calls. And then on top of that, you pay 10 gigs for every $10 for every gig. Um, but, and you estimate what you want to use. So say, you know, say you usually use two gigs a month. Uh, your monthly bill would be, you know, $40. And if at the end of the month you didn't use two gigs, they prorate you a refund. Um, so you're only paying for the data that you use and it's a great, they have, you know, great budgeting tools. Um, it's just a great service and now they're starting to get great mid range phones, which is great. Um, and then on to Apple, um, they kind of are having mixed reviews on the hardware that's shipping this week, at least the Apple TV and the Apple Watch Series 3. Um, the Series 3 has been plagued by a whole bunch of um, issues with connectivity, like connecting to Wi-Fi, connecting to cellular. Um, so hopefully that's all just software up you know, bugs with watch OS four and that'll be fixed. Um, but maybe hold off on an Apple watch series three, just in case it's hardware and it takes a while to figure out. Um, and then Apple TV, um, kind of, you know, good reviews. Glad that they finally have 4k HDR. There are some issues. Um, Neil Patel pointed out with, um, not supporting, uh, you know, Dolby Atmos, which is, you know, a surround sound, super surround sound uh, technology. Um, and then also issues with content partners. Uh, some of their content that's 1080p is not playing well on the Apple TV. Um, so again, if you, you know, are going to be using it for anything but iTunes content, maybe wait. Or if you buy it, know that there's the possibility that your content will look worse than before, which is a bad prospect. Um, but that's interesting. And then iPhone 8 has kind of had okay reviews. You know, it's nothing special. It's exactly what you would expect uh, from a what's essentially an iPhone 7S. Um, and then surprisingly, in a good way, there have no been no real issues with iOS 11 upgrades. There were, you know, no major problems with bricking or uh, account issues. So if you were holding off to kind of see, we're probably over the hump now. So you could probably go ahead and install iOS 11. Um, and I, I love that people were pointing out why you'll sometimes see uh, in the first few days worse battery life. Um, when you do an iOS major upgrade and that's because the, uh, device has to re-index. Um, so, you know, everything that makes spotlight super speedy for searching for stuff like text messages and emails and stuff. Um, basically the index for all of that gets rebuilt and that's a time, uh, and battery hogging process. Um, so it's not just you, it's the same for everybody, but anyway, that's the fun, exciting stuff. Um, hope to see you guys next time. Thanks.